Welcome to the Realtors Land Institute podcast, the voices of land, the industry's leading land real estate organization. Hello, this is Justin Osborne, accredited land consultant with the Wells Group Real Estate Brokerage in Colorado and New Mexico. On today's podcast, we have Dan Perez, broker and CEO of Whitetail Properties. Dan is one of the founding partners of Whitetail Properties, the CEO, Whitetail Properties TV show host, broker, and pro team member. With his roots embedded deeply in land stewardship, conservation, wildlife, and hunting, Dan's relationship with land is much deeper than passion. Thank you for being with us today, Dan. Oh, com- my complete pleasure. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. I love talking about specifically hunting and, and recreational land, and I know you deal primarily with this, and I'd love to see kind of your thoughts on the current situation of the recreational land market and the effect it's having on both buyers and sellers across the country. Yeah, certainly. You know, uh, on the onset of COVID, I I didn't, I had no idea what to expect. And in fact, uh, I I was a, a little bit nervous about it. Uh, but we here at Whitetail Properties, we've had record months, uh, records uh, in in most land sold, uh, n- number of sales uh, closed, uh, acres sold, uh, gross sales also. I mean, we, we have just broke records all the way across the board so far this year. And uh, this is just a couple of reasons, I, I think. I'm just uh, in theory. Uh, a lot of folks that uh, from the bigger cities, uh, a lot of them that I've spoke to uh, uh, directly, ha- have expressed that uh, this this was the this was the one time, the one thing that they needed uh, to to make them do what they've always dream, dream of uh, or been dreaming of, and that was to own land out in the country. Uh, whether it was just to get away, uh, to to breathe some fresh air in the midst of everything that's going on. Uh, not only the COVID, but all the looting and rioting and God knows what else. Uh, and to, uh, to buy that piece of property to retire to, a lot of people have expressed that they're going to retire earlier than they in- had intended to retire as a result of everything that's happened. But uh, it has actually propelled uh, both recreational, recreational and uh, agricultural sales for us. Uh, sometimes the, the properties go together because the ag part of it is a is a nice way to pay for your uh, passion. Yeah, we've seen the exact same thing in my region, the, just setting records all across the Rocky Mountains on the amount of transactions we're having to where now we're, we're essentially out of inventory for anything that's affordable. I mean, we've still got those those big multi-million dollar, you know, generational ranches, but trying to find just a small piece of recreational ground to go you know, play on or go spend the weekend on with your family. Um, it just doesn't exist right now where I'm at. Yes. And, you know, we cover uh, quite, quite a bit of ground. We, we're now in um, uh, 36 states and, uh, and, and some states, many states, uh, inventory is, is very difficult uh, to, to come by. Um, and other states, we have more, more inventory, but we're still very steady. Uh, and, and then it switches off, you know, so, um, the nice, nice thing about our footprint is that, um, it's like a portfolio portfolio where, uh, in, in say, and I hate to p- compare paper investments to land, but, uh, 
where you want to diversify uh, your entire portfolio uh, so that you're always on the winning side, depending on, on the way that uh, your, your, different, uh, your different states are producing, you know. Uh, so, so yeah, we're seeing that to be very, uh, I say three quarters of our uh, footprint is um, we're, we're listings are the, uh, the main concern right now. And for those buyers that are looking and, and can't find listings, I mean, it's such a, such a great reason to say, look, you really need to be hooked up with a good buyer's agent. You need to be working with an RLI member. You need to be working with an ALC to look after your best interest because in this tight market, we're selling a lot of these transactions before they even hit the market. So if you're waiting to see a property pop up online and it takes you a week to 10 days to go visit that recreational piece of property, uh, more than likely it's already going to be in a multiple offer situation. So what do you kind of, how do you recommend people get hooked up with an agent to look after their best interests so they don't miss out? You, you, you bet. Let, let me mention one thing to, to this whole thing that we're experiencing right now too is um, it couldn't have aligned any, any better in that uh, I, in my life, I, I don't, I, I can't remember interest rates as low as they are right now. You know, it, it just, uh, holy cow. And especially when um, you have a good agent that, that is working uh, entirely in your best interest, uh, they'll, they can help you purchase that right piece in, in many cases purchase that right piece of recreational property that uh, with the rates that we're having right now the interest rates that we're having right now that are obtainable right now uh, you could actually make money on, on that dream property r rather than it cost you money but uh, you know I mean um, nowadays it's so 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 much easier the important thing is is to uh, uh, most of us, uh, no matter what it is that we're interested in, go to the website and Google. You know, that's that's I mean, that's a, a large percentage of our people with all the marketing that we do all over the country. Of course, m much of our marketing drives our, our website. Uh, but uh, if if you go to uh, the Internet and uh, and, and type in uh, land, uh, land for sale, any combination. When you, when you speak to a, when you speak to a real estate, um, agent, uh, the important thing to me, the important thing is that that person is a specialist and has the, has the backing, uh, the, the RLI, uh, accreditation, uh, a consultant land consultant accreditation, uh, that, that really is, is, uh, understands the business you know, many of us, uh, we're in the land business, uh, we're in everything that that means, whether it's uh, tillable ground, whether it's uh, ranches, uh, Rocky Mountains, uh, whether it's mineral ground, whatever it is, we, we are in the land business. We understand the land business and we work 100% in the client's best interest. We're very often, uh, in fact, I was going to lead to something, but we go sometimes uh, to uh, continue in ed, uh, as you do and all of us do across the country. And uh, it, it's unbelievable how many uh, agents who sell houses come come to us and, and say, hey, listen, I've got this listing and it's a piece of ground. My aunt wanted me to list it, but I don't have a I don't have a clue how to sell a, a cattle ranch, you know, and, and, and we end up co either co-listing it with them or they actually uh, uh, turn the listing over to us as a referral. And, uh, and so, because that's what we do. And that's, that's what uh, 
uh, the large percentage of us that uh, belong to RLI. That's what we do. We're, we're, we're land specialists. But uh, it, it isn't. There's many different ways to go about uh, finding the right person. But the important thing is that you ask the right questions. And, and that is uh, that is what makes them different than the average real estate agent out there. And, and you'll know you'll know if you're talking to an RLI member that uh, that person is dedicated to selling land by what they'll tell you. Well, thank you for that input, Dan. Let's talk a little bit about value and maybe specifically the components that contribute to value. What are you telling sellers these days that is really important for them to focus on? Well, there's different, uh, different parts of the country. Um, value is represented differently, you know, and, and, and uh, as far as what the properties have to offer, of course. But uh, the, the thing about that I love about land is, is that unlike a paper investment, you can make a difference with that investment. You know, say for example, uh, as as an analogy, in the uh, in the housing market, uh, it is it, it's location location, and 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 if you want to get if you want to buy equity, sometimes uh, you you don't buy the 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 fanciest, the best house in the best neighborhood. You might tend to buy the house that needs some work in the best neighborhood. Uh, I relate that to land because um, if it's recreation. Uh, recreational properties, say, say here in the Midwest, uh, the whitetail drives the recreational business uh, quite a bit. Um, and so, in fact, uh, I've got a friend that uh, is an editor of one of the outdoor magazines. It's a big one out there. And uh, he even says, if I put any critter besides a whitetail properties, or rather <laughs> a whitetail deer on the cover of, of our publications, uh, as far as the stands are concerned, uh, they, they will not sell anything near. I could put a bear on the cover. I could put an elk on the cover. I could put a moose on the cover and we'll sell a certain amount, but the, just the distribution of the whitetail across the country s- sells out everything we got on the rack, but just simply by putting that on the cover. And, and I, and I say that cause that, that, that helps the Midwest a lot. Wouldn't necessarily help in the Rockies, but in the Midwest, it's a big, big deal. So the, the quality, the quality of the animals, that inhabit those properties uh, have a lot to do with the value of the property uh, in a lot of a lot of areas. Uh, and, and again, like houses, it's like a community. If you could get into that community and and be able to buy a home that is uh, uh, priced in a way that that you, it's affordable because it needs work. I love to buy a farm in a really nice community as far as whitetail are concerned and those communities the way they've been developed guys get together and they buy a property here and another uh, one of the buddies buys a property here and they all get on the same management program and pretty soon uh those those properties within that area are producing animals like is is unbelievable so everybody wants to be a part of that but uh when you improve that property Unlike a paper investment, a paper investment, you invest in it and uh, and you could cross your fingers till the tips of them are white. There's nothing that you can do to to increase the value of that paper investment. It's out of your hands. But a piece of land, what's so cool about it is, is you know, as far as as far as the the, the appearance, the appeal of that property, you could do the, the smallest things, uh, uh, just a new gate, you know, sometimes and 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 just weed eat around the the entry of that property i'm saying if you're selling it 
uh, put in some really good food plots and things change. But when you take the caliber of the animals uh, over maybe a three-year period and, and you, you, you are producing uh, whitetail or depends on where it is, it, it has to be an animal like a whitetail that has a range that is controllable by you. And, and, and what you want to do, your, your goal or my goal has always been when it comes to whitetail is to make my farm, whether it's 40 acres or 5,000 acres, the core of their core area. So if they've got a core area of two, two miles and I only have 100 acres, I want them to spend as many as possible of, of, of quality animals to spend the greatest amount of time, daylight hours, that is, on my farm. So, so that means uh, I, have to, I have to develop the habitat, make it all it can be. And uh, I have to uh, uh, provide a, a, an abundance of food. And, and then the things, of course, that you'd want to, to naturally be there when you're talking about habitat is water. So if you, if you don't have water, then you have, to, you have to produce water, whether it's uh, put in wells or whatever it is, depends on what part of the country that you're in, uh, to hold animals. Because animals. In, in order to grow them, to add to growing those animals, you have to be able to hold them. You have to have them there. Now, here's the ideal the ideal situation uh, to, to investing in land over investing in, in paper investments, whether it's a mutual fund or it's a, a stock or no, regardless of what it is, uh, you've got no control over it, but you do land. And, and what's cool, and this is what I try to do, uh, we've got two different types of tillable ground over here. Uh, we have what we call hill ground, and, and that's uh, uh, usually not as fertile as bottom ground. E either way, uh, you're producing an income, uh, and, and, and it might be down south, it might be timber, it, it's timber in parts of this area, it, 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 could be, it could be peanuts, it could be whatever it is, wherever you are, it all, all varies. But uh, there is a resource on that property that, that will help you many times pay for it. Uh, so, so if you're borrowing money right now, especially right now, it's crazy, like I say, I mean, I, I you know, if you get a you get a four percent return on a property, that's not a big deal. But when you could get a four percent return on a property that you borrowed the money at two percent, now that becomes a big deal because it's it, you, the bank is literally paying for your property. And so any anything that you do uh, when you sell that property above that is uh, is is a pure gold. You know what I mean? So uh, you're you're many times you're holding costs. Uh, which is the improvements that you make and, of course, the interest that you pay and, and, and other things often, uh, it, it, uh, it takes away from that appreciation at the end of the when you're ready to sell it. But, but when you buy a property and you could borrow money at, at the rates that we're getting today and you could get a decent return and say, for example, um, many animals, you know, there, there's animals like bears and they need all as much timber as possible. And, and uh, of course, the, the, the other habitat, of, of course, as well. But, but a whitetail here in the Midwest and throughout wherever the range is, they're an edge animal. And so the best mix here is to have uh, uh, crops, have crop ground uh, and, and cover, crop ground and cover. So if you could get a, a mix where, where you've got a You've got corn and beans here is, is the main staple, and it's it's uh, giving you a four percent return. And you you borrowed it at three percent. You've got you know you got one you got one percent that above that. Uh, that's that's the way that people people actually uh, that investment you you take that into consideration now that the property's paying for itself. 
basically. Um, your appreciation is considered 100%. You know, I mean, you can't, and those improvements that you make, uh, I call that forced appreciation because you're adding to the value right now. Uh, you're adding to the appeal and the, uh, and the appreciation of that property. So I don't know of a better, uh, a better investment that you can make uh, short term. Uh, short term for me is, is uh, if you turned around, made it pretty and sold it. Uh, long term, which would be three years or longer. I, I don't know anything that's more stable in, in my mind. That combination, I'll, I'll give you, uh, and by the way, just jump in anytime I start talking. My wife says sometimes, Dan, just shut up and let them ask the next question. But, you're but you're I, about I actually, at that point, Dan. <laughs> I, 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 I get excited about this, but go ahead. A, ask me whatever is on your mind. Well, Dan, you just hit on a couple of really important points that I want to make sure our listeners take away. And that is, you know, while we've seen property values rise across the country, we've seen interest rates hit historical rock bottom lows. We have not ever been in a situation where we are right now, where real estate is more affordable than it's ever been if you're borrowing money. And so I think that's a whole nother podcast in itself, but I just wanted to really kind of hit on hit on that point. And then the other thing you hit on that I think is important is the the, divide, the diversity of the topography that these animals are, um, you know, making their habitat. And I think that, you know, the more our listeners can really kind of uh, recognize that for their clients, the more benefit they're going to be providing because these animals, you know, if, if you're just, you know, buying or selling uh, a large you know, peanut field, that may be great right at dawn, right at dusk. Um, but then as those daylight hours go on, they're going to be looking for cover. And you need to try to make sure that you're getting situated near properties that provide cover or have that cover on your property. But I'm curious where we're at. We've seen a big feature of infrastructure come up. You know, before it was all about the animals. It was all about the water. It was all about the cover. Uh, now I'm having people looking for recreational properties that say, look, I need high-speed internet. We're going out there during the week, not just on the weekends. My boss said I could work from anywhere and I need to make sure there's high-speed internet available. Are you seeing that out in the states that you're covering or is that just out west? Well, it's probably uh, more relative out, out west, I think, uh, because it's such big country, you know. But uh, uh, high-speed internet, uh, most of the places, uh, well, we get out to Kansas again. Now I'm, I'm heading out west in that direction. Uh, it gets difficult, but most of the most of the Midwest, I, I personally have not had a problem. But it is very important uh, that that you do have uh, that you can stay in, in touch with the rest of the world. I mean, I'm I'm the guy that uh, I better I'd rather be rolling a wheel or rather a rock than than uh, than a wheel. I, I, I'm kind of primitive in that in that way, but. I am a techie guy because I need it to survive in business, but I, I'd far rather uh, not have a cell phone. I wish I could throw it against the wall sometimes, you know, but the reality is that we've got to stay in touch uh, with, with our, our, our clients, uh, our, our, our customers, our families. I mean, w way more than uh, I think that's why uh, people tend maybe to, to live healthier lives when uh, years ago, I don't, I don't know that. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's a fact. You, you, you've got to you've got to have uh, you've got to have internet. 
Well, and you also hit on, you know, paper investments. And I'm a big fan of being diversified myself. I own paper investments. I'm, I'm not against them, but I'm against having all your money in them. And I think that yes. that recreational land component, you know, it, it allows just families to reconnect. And, and we've seen a lot of that the past few months. Just, you know, the, the year 2020 has been crazy for a lot of people, um, but it has provided that opportunity to reconnect. And when you've got land, especially recreational land, you know, that you can spend time on, you know, teaching your grandson how to fish or taking the kids outdoor and helping them fill the freezer. And then they're experiencing the joy of filling that freezer for months on end. You know, there's a a lifestyle that we've been able to provide um, a lot of families by having recreational land. And I think that it's not just the value component, but also the lifestyle important that is so important to hit on because it's really hard to put a price tag on the emotional connection that a lot of these folks get from their families and from their clients when they're spending time on land. Yes, you, you, you nailed it, Justin. I mean, that, that's at the end of the day, um, I, I, I talk about money uh, a lot and, and, and growing it because I, we, I grew up with nothing, so I'm very conscious of it. But at the end of the day, what I, what I dream of is uh, the memories that I make with my friends and especially with my family on these properties that that's what it's about it's it's it uh in fact uh our our family farm i call it our family farm because it's the go-to farm for us to uh uh, our family to get together for uh easter our family to get together for uh uh, birthdays uh thanksgiving everything you know rather than than at home a regular home you know so and uh and the times that that, that uh, your your son uh, harvested that giant buck, I mean, those things. Uh, I mean, how do you put a price on that? It's it's uh, it's a treasure that uh, is priceless. For sure. Well, it really is. And Dan, would you be willing to share with our listeners some personal experience, just some words of wisdom that you've learned from over the years on how to improve some of these farms and ranches? So I've got my home farm. Uh, I say I call it the home farm. I own several farms. I, lo- I-, I love to invest in land, uh, but but I've got one farm that uh, it- it's it's amazing. It is an amazing uh, a deer hunting farm, but it is also an amazing uh, income farm. It's just really really good. And and I I enrolled it in uh, Equip program that uh, I'm actually in the th- I'm going into the third year of a four year program where. Um, they build terraces. Uh, we can build terraces at the at the expense of the uh, of the NRCS uh, division and uh, uh, drains and everything. I, I can continue to improve um, the farming part of this farm without a penny out of my po- pocket. And this it, it, that that is that just it's mind-boggling. But my goal is at the end of them four years, uh, when it's the farm is everything that it can be. Is, is possibly to sell that farm. But in the meanwhile, because of the recreational aspect of that farm, I purchased another farm uh, in another county and I'm, I'm in the middle of improving that farm. So I turned around and I leased out the, uh, the deer hunting on this farm. And the, with the deer hunting and the income from the farm that I'm buying, I'm cash flowing more than cash flowing the farm that I'm buying. So I can sit on this farm because it pays for itself 
and, and let it grow in appreciation. So that that uh, you know when you when you look at it, the compounding of what what I'm pulling off here uh, is huge. Uh, I, again, something that you cannot do with paper investments. And, and like you, Justin, I like paper investments to, to diversify, something to uh, to hedge my bets. But uh, uh, I have I have converted uh, more more uh, uh, paper investments into uh, into farms than uh, I have done in the past as a result of a couple hiccups we've had in the past uh, in the stock market and my age. You know, as I get closer to uh, to retiring, uh, I want more stable investments, and I don't know any as stable as land. Dan, I'd like to just thank you for your time and for sharing your expertise today with our audience. Um, I'd like to encourage our listeners that if you did enjoy listening to this episode, be sure to subscribe to the Voice of Land podcast presented by the Realtors Land Institute. We appreciate everybody for listening today.